As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but 
no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. being initiated more deeply into your life purpose. Your passion will reveal itself to you with more depth, nuance, and beauty than ever before. If parts of your life are dissembling or do not seem to be working out as you had planned, these are symptoms of this passionate revelation. Be curious and open to what presents itself in the wake of the falling away. Be ready for the journey within now. You are strong enough to leave behind the need for external validation whilst you learn to validate yourself. Now let the magic begin. Hello and Jaima, Jaima Soul Tribe. It's Raquel. And I hope that you are having a very expansive experience in quarantine <laughs> or isolation or whatever your land is asking of you, asking for you. And I think it's a beautiful that though we're free spirits, we choose to, you know, collectively do this together for the sake of humanity. Yet a lot of us, like myself, happen to be choosing to be with our family. There are moments where I'm like, ooh, I think I'm just gonna go get an Airbnb and have my own space. And I'm like, nope, Raquel, this is you running from a lesson, from a teaching, and I'm so happy I didn't because surrendering to it has only unlocked another piece of happiness and just love and pure acceptance for my family. I'm so, so thankful for them. But that one quote from Ramdas is one of the quotes that really hits home for me. If you think you are enlightened, go and spend a week with your family. Well, try a month in lockdown. <laughs> Many of us are experiencing that, but man, it's so beautiful at the same time. I mean, we end up learning to honor each other's rhythms and finding great patience and love and joy and laughter. I am so happy, so, so happy to be with them at this time. I couldn't imagine it any other way, to be honest, because if I wasn't, I'd be missing them. So if you are having moments where you struggle to be with family, just know that that is 
I mean, they're such mirrors and they know so much about your human experience that you feel you have expanded from and then they can trigger and bring that up and that's just such an opportune moment to really explore that so you can free yourself from these narratives and holy shit, become way more vibrationally higher. (laughs) And there's another, there's some messages that I just felt like I wanted to deliver this inspiration for this episode. First, perhaps some of you might also be experiencing anxiety. And part of my morning alignment routine, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks because it just really does remind me of truth and I can feel my self feeling a little more elevated, a little more uplifted every time I listen to them, just more in tune with my soul and honestly, conditionless. Unconditional, right? Unconditional when it comes to happiness. I mean, right now I'm alive. I'm happy. The sun is rising every morning. I have you guys that I can always turn to, my family, my soul family, and we all have each other, you know? Like that is so beautiful to know that there are so many other like-minded beings out there that are so similar to (laughs) how we perceive this world as we all are just so curious about expanding our consciousness and elevating being more aware of what is beyond the physical and being open to that yet sometimes with that perspective there can be a lot of anxiety for a lot of other things that perhaps we perceive our life as if we see our life should be another way however I highly emphasize the beauty of being able to refocus this attention instead of releasing this anxiety or adding that pressure to release anxiety as why (laughs) why add more pressure to anxiety itself but instead simply just refocusing refocusing our attention as what I thought that was so brilliant Abraham Hicks said The reason why you have this anxiety is you have a powerful mind and you've focused yourself into a lot of expansion that your beliefs aren't letting you live, letting you experience. And the tug of war going inside, I for some reason didn't write the rest of her quote, but basically what she's saying is, The tug of war that is going on inside is simply us resisting the love, the truth from our inner being to recognize that perhaps our soul, we have become more than what our human is allowing. So our human mind might be holding us back in some way, yet we know more, we feel more. And so there's a lot of anxiety, especially during this time where We perhaps have this perception. We've created these chains. We're still free. We're still free. We're not behind jail bars. What if? What if you were basically like a bucket, empty of any burdens, of any rocks, being weightless, so being free? However, every burden that comes, each rock that comes, it weighs you down. And the longer it stays in there, you know, it collects dust, it just gets weighed down and this is the time where we can can like (laughs) take out these rocks one by one and feel weightless what a beautiful time for us to truly express ourselves and there are so many ways that we can do this of course meditation is 
the ultimate way and for us to be able to connect with our guides and simply the way to connect with our guides. I mean, I've been connecting with my guides more, especially today when I was wondering what I wanted to talk about and I felt very guided to share the power of creation. Perhaps those of you listening, your guides may want you to receive messages that will not only heal you but heal others and turn those messages into physical form and so of course spirit guides or whatever label you want to place on these very infinite and expansive labelless non-physical beings but spirit guide seems to be what really resonates right first of course into that meditative state I can link honestly you can can go to any guided meditation there's plenty free on YouTube there's many on my site I believe I have free ones on my site if not I'm going to look into that and make it free at this time for sure because I know this is a time where I mean it's the time for us to all dive in and dive deep and not feel weighed down by any financial concerns whatsoever right so the key the absolute key is letting your mind go because the mind is the ultimate blocker between you and that world (laughs) they're always there but it's just the mind gets in the way and it's a little hard to hear them or you might translate their beauty their love and their guidance as thought which is fine as long as you receive it right but I just feel very guided to give you permission, though you don't need it, but sometimes it's nice for our minds to hear it, to simply allow yourself the space without, you don't need a timer or anything, just maybe even put away the headphones or put the headphones in and place some music or a guided meditation or just focus on your breath. I actually recommend more than anything to put it all away, all the guidance away, as much as I'd love for you to listen to my meditations. Really, what I care most about is you connecting with your soul, with your truth. I mean, that's what this universe wants more than anything, right? So to put it all away, focus on your breath, focusing on a beam that beams from the crown of your head all the way down to your root, all the way down through to the earth, sending sending love to that energy and then allowing the energy of the earth, mama earth, send love back up through you and then up and out through your crown chakra, feeling that beam of light, that beam of light that streams through you is a light that you're always connected to. And you might think you're making this light up in your mind, but just trust that that light that you see, that you feel in your own way, your own experience is truth. Our minds are so tricky in that way where we think that We're making this stuff up, but I mean, yeah, we're powerful and all, but we're so powerful we can see it. (laughs) It's not made up. So that beam you see, just trust that that's your beam that is allowing you to receive this information. And so at this time, perhaps the guides might be wanting you to create something just simply for yourself, for your family, for a friend, or maybe for the collective this is how we need your art we want to see your art and whether that be a painting or a digital illustration or a song or a poem you know what in fact this is inspiring me please send it to me my email is 
hello at RaquelMantra.com. I'll link that below, but please send me whatever you end up creating that streams through you after your meditation, and I'm going to post it on the site, or if there's anything that you have been creating that you just want to share and you want the Yomi's to see, feel free to send to me, and I'll even get on the Instagrams, which I haven't really been on lately, and I'll post it on the story, because I mean... What you create deserves to be seen because that is the universe speaking through you. And that is something that is going to connect with all of us as we're all in this together. So, wow, okay, that just came out and I'm just going to accept it. I'm going to roll with it. I hope all of that made sense. (laughs) Yeah, that would be fun. And I do want to book the same place for Sedona in advance. So I'll be posting the Sedona retreat for next year the same time because that was so magical. Of course, you know, if something like Corona or whatever else prevents it from happening, you'd get a refund, obviously. But yeah, I'm going to post that as well because I definitely am very excited to have another one in that same space. In fact, I visualize myself one day perhaps even owning a retreat space, a home there, just because that's such a powerful place for people to heal and free themselves. And I would just love to, that would be the life, like seriously, that would be the life to have a retreat type center where we can all connect and just have a moment away from all the madness and bring love into each other's lives and connect with our spirit guides and our souls and loved ones and find out our clear senses and do all the yoga, the breath work, all the things, you know, <laughs> and just establish new habits and routines that remind us about the beauty of our soul. So I truly just decided that in this I would just flow. I would just ramble. I would just go. You know what I actually want to do right now? I want to play some tarot. Hold on a second. All right, let's do some tarot a second. So this is one of my favorite tarot decks from Alana Fairchild, the Rumi Oracle. Oh, it's so powerful. Actually, it was Ali that introduced me to the deck, Ali. I'm assuming most of you know who she is, but just in case, Ali Michelle, she's a former co-host slash just one of my soul sisters for life, and this is one of the most powerful decks that I've ever, ever uh, experienced, and it's still probably my favorite deck today. There's something, it's poetic, it's indeed a channeled with channeled illustrations, channeled writings, and Rumi's writings. It's a powerful deck. Let's just put it that way. So, you know what? Because this always helps the podcast, of course, spreading it. Since, as you know, I don't really market it at all except for on Instagram or you guys sharing the episode. So, um, I will send this deck to two of you who share this episode or your favorite podcast episode. And then I'll announce the winner Wednesday. How's that? (laughs) Alright, so let's do this. Usually when I'm looking for the deck, I either choose a card that jumps out or I wave my hand over the deck that is scattered about in a rainbow 
and I hover my right hand over the deck, feeling my right ring finger, and I wait for a heat, a little, it's like a slight little buzzing vibration sensation that heats up, and you can feel the hotness. And then when my finger gets warm, gets hot, and has that little vibrating sensation, I know that that's the one. And I select it, but first I say a prayer with the deck. <sighs> Dear angels, what message or messages would you like those listening to hear in this moment? Okay, I'm going to pick two cards. Nope, I'm going to pick three, I guess. I'm going to pick three cards. All right. Okay. Woo, I'm excited. So, okay. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I picked this one again today. This is one I'm really feeling. Okay, anyways, so think of the number two. Five or 39. And perhaps pick one of those numbers. Maybe two resonate right now. So for those who pick two, by the way, that's the one that I picked today. I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly the message I needed to hear. So the Rumi poem is, love like life flows through the heart. Feel the thrill of the flow and say nothing. Whew. All right. This oracle comes to you with guidance. You are being initiated more deeply into your life purpose. Your passion will reveal itself to you with more depth, nuance, and beauty than ever before. If parts of your life are dissembling or do not seem to be working out as you had planned, these are symptoms of this passionate revelation. Be curious and open to what presents itself in the wake of the falling away. Be ready for the journey within now. You are strong enough to leave behind the need for external validation whilst you learn to validate yourself. In time, soon enough, in fact, you shall reveal your innermost beauty and be witnessed and received, acknowledged for your innate value, purpose, and divinity. But for now, sweet beloved, dive deep. Be defiant and determined to honor your heart so your deep passion may be witnessed by you and eventually, naturally, make its way into sacred expression in the world. Whew. All right. So that is for two. Now for five. Oh, by the way, the two, the title of two was Passion for Purpose. All right. So those of you who picked five, I surge on the uprising wave of love. That's the title of this. In the Rumi poem, my life can be summed up in three accounts. I was raw, I was uncooked, I was cooked, and I was burned, Rumi. This oracle comes with a message for you. 
There are changes happening, and they will be out of your control. This is because you are ready for accelerated life change. Rather than paddling, you'll be caught up in a wave and moved farther, faster. Let yourself surge on with the energy of what is happening, leading with your heart and just going with whatever unfolds. This will bring you the best fortune and open you up to the divine destiny that is your birthright this lifetime. Ooh, I hope that resonates. I'm sure it will if it does not already for those who picked five. And then 39, Blessing of Zara. I wish you could see the illustration as well. But I highly recommend getting this deck. She's a powerful one. All right, 39. <sighs> this oracle comes with special guidance for you. You are being given a blessing of Zara, of radiance, of brightness. This blessing has a purpose. It is to clear out that which would obstruct your full unfoldment to support the divine jewel of your soul in shining. You are being given an opportunity supported by life, by the earth, by the grace of the divine beloved to shed toxins from your being. These may be physical and they may equally be of emotional, psychic, or psychological origin. They may come from this or another lifetime. You may understand consciously what is being released or you may not. If you are sensitive you may feel symptoms of detoxification at a physical level, even if what you are releasing is emotional or psychological in nature. This oracle also brings you the message that if something appears to be leaving your life, even something painful to release, it is because it is no longer healthy for you or no longer supporting of life for you. There is something more loving and beautiful awaiting. Do not try to feast upon scraps. Stop scraping in the dirt for stale breadcrumbs. Rise up and move towards the sea at the heavenly table gleaming before you, for a greater feast awaits your attendance. Whew! All right. There's your messages from the heart of my closet. <laughs> the acoustics in here are the best, you know? When you live that podcast life, you always find a way. When I was living in London, I was living in a very tiny studio apartment, but the ceilings were so tall and I was also next to a road, though it wasn't such a busy street, I would still sometimes hear voices walk by. So my quietest place was the bathroom and there is where I had my conversations <laughs> So I did indeed keep that place clean, and I made sure to uh, have crystals around and just keep the energy uplifted. I didn't mind it. I actually found it surprisingly oddly cozy. Uh, yeah, but I just thought the idea of it was hilarious. I miss London. I can't wait. When I'm able to travel again, I indeed... I intended on going back to the UK around this time. Well, first, I was going to make a pit stop to Hawaii at this time and then the UK but right now the fact that I'm here I just know that this feels so right to be here with my family spending all this time with my mom and dad and just 
all of us embracing our evolved selves. Beautiful. It truly is so beautiful. Would it be nice to have love at this time? Absolutely. But I know he's coming. (laughs) I know he's coming. Ladies and gentlemen who are single, I just want you to know that never settle. Just who knows where they're your partner's at, (laughs) your twin flame, your soulmate, whatever you want to call that other human. Or perhaps it's just not the right time, but the right time will come. My dad and I have been watching Love is Blind on Netflix. And I was like, I just, this is so hilarious. I just don't understand how people could just get married to someone that they don't really know. But then, because knowing that we don't get to fully see how these relationships develop I could see how the beauty in it is that they really do learn to love each other's souls before they see each other and I was like that is amazing oh my gosh just imagine just getting to know one soul before ever physically seeing that human though of course we ideally want to be attracted to every area but I mean to at first fall in love with someone's soul (laughs) blindly that's beautiful. So I actually found a lot of beauty in it, though it was hilarious in so many ways. And I think, you know, I like to psychoanalyze, especially with my dad, uh, psychoanalyze these reality shows because it's just so entertaining, such a world that is foreign from my own. But then I was thinking about, I was like, why do I have this desire to be on a love dating reality show? That's so weird. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's just my Leo. Maybe it's just my performer version of my my performer soul. And then I was listening to an interview of how they received the invite. And I, one of them said that they were seeked out on DM, on Instagram DM. And I was like, literally the only way I would do this show. I wouldn't seek it out. Like, they have to come to me. Of course, I'm a projector. I must be invited. And no joke, a week later, a casting director for an upcoming reality show (laughs) reaches out to me on dms and expresses her interests in a reality show unfortunately this one just doesn't really feel aligned right now however i have no doubt that if this is meant to happen another one will just come but also if another one doesn't that's totally fine but i just thought that that was such an interesting random manifestation that happened yeah, and I would have to know it's not going to be a silly drama one. Like, I think that they said that it's kind of like The Bachelorette, but not. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that doesn't, my soul doesn't feel called to that. But another one, indeed. We'll see what happens in the future, right? So, yeah, I wanted to share that. I have this feeling that both my partner and I are working on unconditional love for ourselves before we meet. So I can see certain things where I have to remind myself that my love for myself goes without any conditions. It doesn't matter where I'm at, who I'm with, what I'm doing, what I look like. I deserve to love myself unconditionally as we all do. And that might manifest in a variety of ways, whether that be emotionally, physically, spiritually, and for me, it's all the above. 
as I was talking about earlier, anxiety, just witnessing anxiety arise. And I'm recognizing that my anxiety is only because I'm resistant to something that my inner being is not even desiring. I'm resistant to what is wishing for something else that perhaps my inner being is not even desiring at all as my inner being is just happy and loving what is but the contrast is so beautiful because from that contrast I was able to write more poetry create explore and free it right many of us spiritualists we do happen to gain and lose weight quite often and then the lesson in that is to see the beauty no matter what size and to find that unconditional love who cares who no one no one cares This is the unconditional love lesson that I so desire for my soul's expansion to know that I am a powerful being from source and that's all that matters. And so all these rants just now, I trusted the guides to allow me to share whatever message that you may need to hear and for you it might be something else that is manifesting in physical form or emotional form for you to learn the lesson of unconditional love or be happy without needing conditions to be a certain way. Maybe it could be finances. Maybe it could be heartbreak. The one thing that I definitely want to extend my heart out to you is if you or someone you love is experiencing health issues at this time or has coronavirus, I mean, I love you. You're so strong, so strong, and I don't know the higher reason for this and let you know that it's okay to grieve at this time, and we're just here for you. If you ever need to reach out to the Yomis, me, we're here for you. So that's all you need to know is that there's nothing but love, nothing but love, and this is all love, all of it. The only thing on this earth is love. Like, the only thing that's true, you know, is love. So, (sighs) love the family that is around you. And if you're by yourself, I hope that you are also being in contact with those that you love and allowing their energy to surround you. I fucking love you. I love you. I love you. You guys are family to me. I am so deeply connected to many of you, (laughs) whether that just be virtually or even been in each other's presence and been able to connect. Like, yo, you keep me moving. You keep me going. You are the reason why I've been able to keep this. This is more than a podcast, but this like baby, this entity alive. And I'm not going to even say I've been able to keep it alive. We've been able to keep it alive. Your own magic would not even be a thing without you truly I don't even know what I would be doing without all of your love and support so let's continue to stay connected I'm excited for the Sedona retreat I want to have another Bali one or one across the country but just the unknown right now Um, I'm just going to wait to see what happens with the universe but I know that I can always drive down to Sedona. So, so for sure, March, 
the first week or the second week of March next year, there's going to be another Euromagic retreat in Sedona because that was so magical. And I'm hoping at the same place. Anyway, I love you. And I hope that you take this time to create and meditate. Allow those mind, those monkey thoughts to just float away a bit just so you can simply meditate. Not even asking to receive a message, but just trusting one will come, whether it comes this meditation or another. In fact, when you do try to reach for it, it almost, it kind of, I'm not going to say backfires, but doesn't really work because there's almost a resistance. There's that thirst, you know, when you're thirsty for something, uh, the, the universe can maybe sense that desperation. I don't know why exactly it doesn't seem to work out, but I notice when I'm thirsty for it or I'm at really, you know, tell me, tell me, tell me. It doesn't really happen. It's more so acknowledging your intention that you are open to receiving messages But then just letting that go and, you know, if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's fine, right? And then, so non-attachment. And then from receiving, it would be amazing for you to take out your sketchbook, your canvas, your journal, your computer and type a poem, write a poem, draw picture, draw a goddess, draw your goddess, draw a message that is delivered to you, draw what you see out your window, I don't know, but anything. And I would love to share your art on the site this week. Anyway, so this is an episode where I just wanted to sprinkle in a couple of artists who have been on this podcast before and talk about art and their experience with it or whatever message they have to share surrounding art that might resonate with you. So I might as well use this time to interrupt and instead of fast forwarding, would love for you to listen and then we'll get back into the flow of creation. So B12, many of us listening, whether we are vegan or not, may benefit from a high potency B12 like the one Hum Nutrition provides as B12 is shown to not only support energy levels, but also may influence our mood and hormone balance. And by the way, a deficiency in this can lead to a decrease in protein breakdown and neurotransmitter production. So um, buy brain cells and healthy hair and skin and nails. No, I would like to receive and enhance more of you. (laughs) Actually, what I really do love about Hum as well is that they're not only affordable, like their bottle of B12 30 vegan tablets is only $10. But on top of that, you receive your own magic's discount, which is 20% off. And that is when you use the promo code magic at checkout. And Hum's quality is unparalleled. I have full trust in them as their formulas and ingredients are so meticulously selected to ensure our greatest benefit. And also they make sure to have the least environmental impact as possible. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, gluten-free, GMO-free, and their vitamins are vegetarian and vegan-friendly. And HUM states that in cases where there is a lack of plant-based alternatives, 
they are actively working with suppliers to develop one. So I have an inkling of a feeling they might want to be fully plant-based, but right now, of course, their vegan inventory has increased over the years, which is absolutely amazing. And they also collaborate with registered dietitians and researchers at top universities to continue providing the best formulas that truly will impact the wealth of our health. It seems as though their focus is really helping our hair, skin, and nails along with our metabolism and digestive health. Ooh, digestive health is huge. But of course, they also have supplements to help with sleep, aging, and getting ripped. (laughs) They have one called Ripped Rooster. I've used their gut instinct on and off for years for balancing my digestion and receiving potent high-quality probiotics. And my mom is all about their turn-back time right now, which has polypodium leucotomos. Leucotomos. Leucotomos? Leucotomos? You know, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that. What I do know is that they are grown in Central America and according to HUM, have been studied for their skin benefits like preventing harmful effects on the skin associated with sunlight exposure. So, um, hi Raquel, I actually do need to get more of that. And it also does help with hyperpigmentation. So, hi. So, there's a variety of offerings that you can choose from and perhaps even consult with one of their personal nutritionists for free and they'll recommend the best nutrients for you and provide a detailed nutrition port taking the guesswork out so that you really can just focus on results. So again, 20% off your hum order. Just go to humnutrition.com and enter the promo code MAGIC at checkout. That's humnutrition.com promo code MAGIC. Now, continuing forward. It's amazing that your work has been featured. I mean, not only is it all around the world, but also in National Geographic and New York Magazine and Yoga Journal, which I bet many of the listeners, that's just a dream to them. You know, Mm. that's something that they want their art to be seen. And do you have any advice for those that you know, might also be introverts like you, but they are shy to get their art out there, or even if they're not shy, but but they just don't know where to start. Do you have any advice for getting your art out there? That's a great question. I had, first of all, I had no idea um, that this project would get this big <laughs> or that it would get the attention that it's that it's had. I, I didn't set out for that. I really was just trying to make something cool for myself. Well, <laughs> um, and following the call. Yeah, following the call and trying to keep up with my ultra creative husband. <laughs> right, um, I'm sure. <laughs> do something. So, uh, and so I when I did that first wall in Miami that I told you the story about, I had just made my Instagram handle. I just you know, decided to call it 10,000 Buddhas. And again, it was Nicholas's idea that I signed that I probably would have left Miami and not signed that mural at all, because I just wasn't thinking about that stuff. And he's like, No, you should put your handle on there. (laughs) And I was like, Okay, I put it on at first, I got the wrong number of zeros, and I had to wipe it out and do it again. Oh my um, gosh, a hundred thousand. Well, I mean, I it, kind of, it will be. It is. Yeah, it probably will be. Um, and so I put that on there, and the beauty of Instagram is that it was a public wall, and 
people made this project happen. You know, people posted, they shared it, they tagged me. They're the ones who spread it and and made it, you know, made it a thing. And then because of that, wow. I I kept getting invitations to paint other walls and then more people would take pictures in front of it and share it and tag. So it was a very organic process. I think the only advice is like do your work and put it out there in some way, like have a show, share it with your family, do an open studios, do something, post it on Instagram. Even if you never leave your house, like you could do a drawing a day or whatever your project is. It was super helpful for me to share with this audience. Um, Before I did public walls and before Instagram, I would paint and maybe have a show once every two years and the show would be up for a month. Maybe a few hundred people would see it. So it really is, it's an amazing new world that we live in that, that we can get our art out there. And it, it, I think it's much easier than it used to be. Oh yeah. Thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands to see it. Perhaps the new signature is going to be an Instagram handle or, (laughs) or maybe, maybe do your signature and then underneath it, always add your Instagram handle if you're seeking that. That's actually not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I mean, I don't sign my name on my, um, on my murals. Mm. I only sign the Instagram handle and that's partly a conscious decision. I when I saw the caves, the painting in the caves, that those caves weren't signed by anybody. You know, they were a, probably a collective group of artists who worked on those paintings and over many generations. And I, uh, having been inspired by that, I didn't, it wasn't important to me that my name was on it. In fact, I was like kind of cringed the idea of signing it, but I felt okay putting at 10,000 Buddhas because it was almost just informational <laughs> like um yeah. it wasn't wasn't so much about me and it helped helped me I really admire that I really do and that just makes it more of what you practice with the Buddha philosophy so I love that and another art of yours you've been a yogini for well almost three decades now right oh, yeah 25 years yep wow so When you were introduced to this 25 years ago, I'm sure you didn't know it would be where it is today. And what are your thoughts of how it has evolved from back then to the way it has hit this Western world and become more widely known? Well, I noticed, of course, a lot of of changes. When I started practicing, there was maybe only three or four yoga studios in San Francisco. And... Now there's maybe hundreds. I don't know if you like yes. them. They're on every block. And uh, so there's been a huge growth in um, so many people practicing, which is amazing. Uh, I've seen a shift in when I started, there were also just a handful of these master guru teachers. Um, and that there was a lot of wonderful richness in that heritage and those traditions. Um, what I'm seeing now more is it, it is not so much about the singular master teacher, but more of this collective, which also goes back to this, this image of all the Buddhists sitting together. I feel like yogis today are much more influenced by each other. They're sharing different methods. It's not like one true path of this, you know, it's all, mixed and blended together um 
because there's so much uh, sharing going on and so much pollination of different styles and different information, which is, which is great. It's creative evolution. <laughs> so I, I've always had a deep respect for the, the tradition and the lineage. And I also uh, respect and appreciate the creativity that, that Western yogis have brought to the practice. So I think there's a balance. I think when you get too, a little bit too creative and you've lost the roots, then you may have lost some of the, the power of the practice. And I think being too by the book, you know, dogmatic, um, that, you know, with the old way or the right way that you, you know, that's not so great either. So I think there's a happy middle place that we can find with, with balancing those two aspects. That's amazing to hear from you, especially since you studied with someone who who basically created the traditional way of Ashtanga yoga. I asked MC Yogi this question too, because it's so amazing to me to know that you studied with Sri K. Patabi Joyce, right? Mm-hmm. At the time, I don't think we realized how lucky we were. I don't think we were thinking of it. It was just, he was our teacher's teacher, and that's why we went to study with him. And I'm so grateful that we that we did and ha- had that that experience there's definitely was a transmission with with those um that generation of teachers they just had so much yoga in their bodies and in their bones and <laughs> that just being around them was 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 a real learning experience oh i am sure what was the greatest message or learning experience or lesson that you received from him steadfastness with the practice you know he'd just been practicing for 60 plus years when I met him in his 80s and and his joy of teaching had not diminished at all he, he really loved to teach I think I just remember also he he really redefined what it was like to be in your mid 80s you know he was when I met him he's in his mid 80s and he was like rocking his world tour <laughs> with like oh, yeah. thousands of people coming to see him and that's really cool I feel like you know, what a great example of not just, you know, getting older and giving up, but he just pressed on until as long as his body would carry him, um, he continued to teach. And and that that was really powerful to witness. I'm also curious, do you have a process to help you tap more deeply into your creativity? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Definitely spending time in nature because, you know, it's just easy for me to be inspired because I love creating so much. But time in nature absolutely grounds me, puts things into perspective and helps me brainstorm. Um, but I have at least three projects happening all at the same time and before they're all complete I have ideas for like 10 more so for me it's more of a problem like selecting one thing to do and following through with it rather than you know thinking of ideas (laughs) I feel ya we're on the same boat there but that's good it's better to be open and you know be inspired all the time do you ever run into creative blocks where you just feel stuck and uninspired. Mm, I have a couple of times in the past. Um, I feel like taking your mind completely off creating 
helps because sometimes, you know, we try so hard to overcome a creative block that we focus so much on having a block, which actually makes it worse. So sometimes it's good to let it go completely, like take your mind off anything creative, do something completely opposite and it will come to you. That's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) I also have to ask, how did you find your unique artistic style? So funnily enough, I don't even know if I have a style yet because I personally (laughs) don't see it yet because I love experimenting still and working with colors that are inspired by the universe and I love doing like cosmic illustrations and working with pressed flowers and just combining nature with paint. So I I feel like I'm still on that journey to find my style. Uh, Other people see it. I don't yet. (laughs) But yeah, I'm not not too sure. (laughs) I absolutely think that's so adorable because you do have a very (laughs) unique and very distinct style. And of course, you can see, yes, there's something that just, it really stands out in its own way. I feel like I've seen others that have probably been inspired by it Mm -hmm. but nothing like yours so thank you so much (laughs) oh I love it I love it so here's some soul triber questions for this creative chapter Mm -hmm. Rachel Dudley asks what was the pivotal moment when you knew it was the right decision decision to leave the traditional university path and pursue your art, which you kind of talked about, but maybe you can elaborate yeah. on. And then also she wants to know what inspires your spiritual animal pieces. Mm, okay. So to answer the first question, the moment when I realized that I need to pursue art rather than keep going to university is when I realized that I was spending more time creating than studying and I realized I was more excited about creating rather than going to university. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, so wise. <laughs> so wise. So I asked for the spirit animal pieces. My very first one was the elephant. It's a picture, a painting of a girl hugging an elephant. And the elephant is like these cosmic colors and there is a moon crescent above. So I actually just like had a vision of that image when I was just about to go to bed. <laughs> you know, when you're about to sleep and you just start having these little like dreams. Yes. <laughs> yeah so I just imagined that and I was like holy oh and I was like oh my god that would be an amazing painting so I wrote it down in my phone notes and I painted it the next day and you <laughs> made it a reality on yes, paper yes, bringing that's- like something from imagination to reality I think that's my favorite process my favorite thing about creation because you take something from your mind and you put it on paper on something physical and so other people can see your thoughts. Yes. Whoa. Yes, seriously. <laughs> so amazing. You can see people's thoughts and actually what they yep. <laughs> probably vision when they're in spirit. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and also hugging an elephant is my, I mean, I've hugged an elephant once in oh, Thailand. A good ethical, of course, a very, the one of the, I think it was the only ethic, actually ethical uh, sanctuary in Thailand. I should probably put a link of what it was below. I just can't remember off the top of my head. That would be amazing. And you have too, right? I have been to Thailand, but I have never actually touched an elephant before. (laughs) That is going to happen. I mean, you already drew it. So (laughs) the universe is working to make it happen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sophia Balash 
I hope I pronounce her last name right, <laughs> asks, how can we overcome the fear of not creating something meaningful or art that's aesthetically beautiful and let go of limiting self-talk while in the process of creating? Yeah. Oh, that's such a great question. So that's it's definitely important to separate what you want people to see and what you want to create because of course aesthetically beautiful you know there is so much that is art (laughs) sorry there is so much art that is aesthetically beautiful but there is not as much art that actually makes you feel and came from the heart and I feel like the viewer of your artwork will always be able to tell if you created that for its aesthetical beauty or if it's something that came from your heart. So definitely focus on creating what makes you personally feel because people will be able to tell. And also you can't please everybody. It doesn't invoke emotion for everybody if they're not open to it, you know. But I think that's the best advice ever is Mm -hmm. to not worry about invoking emotion in somebody, but just to really create from the heart. That's the best advice. I always tell people that there is no good art and there is no bad art. There's art that makes you feel and art that doesn't. There's art that you can connect with and art that you don't. And obviously every single person will connect to a different art piece and they will connect to it differently. But Paint and create what personally makes you feel and connect. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Say the first two statements one more time, the first two sentences. There is no such thing as good art uh-huh. or bad art. There is art that makes you feel and connect, and there's art that doesn't make you feel something or Ugh. connect to it. If I used Twitter, I would tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest compliment ever. <laughs> Uh, a future Instagram post when I'm finally back on. <laughs> Quote by Annie Tarasova. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and this one from Brooke Taylor is actually slightly similar, mm-hmm. but it has a different angle about comfort zones. And I think a lot of people are curious about this as well. I mean, I am too. So mm-hmm. Brooke Taylor asks, I'd love if you talk about stepping out of your comfort zone and allowing yourself to create without expectation. I'm an extreme perfectionist and would love to create without that part of me. Love to you both. Love you too. (laughs) Yeah, that's very interesting. I feel like that is something that you should first figure out within. So maybe before creating, do a little meditation and allow yourself to just relax and allow yourself to let go of your expectations at least a little bit and maybe have a look at what other people are creating and just have a look at how many different ways and styles there are to express yourself and there is just so much out there and there is so much inspiration and you don't have to stick to one thing and honestly what is perfect there is no such thing as perfect especially in art <laughs> that's the one thing and whenever someone says I want to feel perfect I want to look perfect it's like what does that mean I don't understand <laughs> by the way the crescent moon just made its appearance out my window and it is like smiling at me it looks like the Cheshire cat smiling at me I just took a picture of it I'll send it to you later <laughs> yes please. it is so magical and it's like because it, it's just starting to become night here and it's just so interesting mm-hmm. that the, at this time the moon she decides to make her appearance of course oh, it's perfect that's divine timing. it's divine timing indeed 
Anyways, Emma Rose Walsh, she writes, my favorite ever, (laughs) with a lot of exclamation points. And Emma asks, how does she put herself into a creative headspace? And how does she not fear the judgment of being so open about her spirituality? Ooh, that's good. Interesting. I feel like I'm not afraid of judgment just because I'm so comfortable in myself and I know what makes me feel good. And I just like to share that with the world because I know some people will feel the same way (laughs) about this. Um, So I've let go of fear of judgment a while ago just because I just accepted who I am and what I love doing. Yes. Amen to that. (laughs) And that's true. And it's one of those things when people say, how do I let go of judgment? It's so hard to really, really explain in words. Mm-hmm. It happens when you get more in tune and you become more silent and you do something that sparks your, yeah. that makes you happy. And you do, I think, honestly, for you, you really, you're doing what really makes you happy. And so you, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Because um, as we've said before, you can't please everyone. And if you let opinions of every single person get to you, um, you know, you probably won't just going to sit in a box and like not do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then this, I mean, this podcast was about to not be created because I remember Ali and I were like, ooh, do we really want to, you know, mm-hmm. it was the, we were nervous about uh-huh. it at first. Yeah. You just really got to follow those pings because you're being inspired by them for whatever reason. And then it, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Even if it, let's say it even, you know, I realize something. If something mm-hmm. fails, because I've had a lot of stuff fail in my life, it mm-hmm. still led to this, you know? It still leads to something else. Yeah. I look at failure as a myth <laughs> because failure to me doesn't exist because all that is is lessons, opportunities for growth and wisdom. That is what you get from failure. So definitely every single time you fail, it's the universe leading you to the path that you're meant to be on. That's how I look at it. Oh, and how you look at it is, I believe, 100%. Yes, I'm so glad. I love that. I'm going to get that tattooed. (laughs) Failure is a myth. (laughs) But I'm really curious, Mm -hmm. do you see in your mind's eye or how do these goddesses come about? Yeah, so sometimes it is through... My meditations, I just kind of will see a pose or something like that that I think is cool. Um, Yeah, sometimes it is kind of like an Instagram thing where, you know, you see so much of it. I do think it's kind of just like absorbing all those images and then they kind of come to life. But I do look at, you know, figures are hard to draw. So it's taken a long time to get to this point. But Honestly, I'm like, this might ruin it, but I look at eye stocks <laughs> mm-hmm. and we'll just look at pictures of women. So it's like very fresh in my brain what they really look like, you know, what the female figure. Look- yeah, it's almost just like I have to look at a bunch, um, whether it's on Pinterest, on Instagram, on freaking eye stock, on Google images, people in my life, whatever. There's nothing wrong with the eye stock. I'm like, you know what? There's a lot on eye stock. <laughs> and so it is just nice because sometimes it's hard. You know, I've actually always envisioned just like I need to do a photo shoot where I just take 
a ton of pictures of women in goddess poses because I would love to do that one day. But, you know, if you're looking for a certain mudra or something like that, you know, you need a reference image or I still need a reference image. I'm trying to get to the point where I can just draw without in full. Um, but yeah, and then the rest of it really is something that comes through when it, you know, meditation or sometimes just throughout the day when I go on, I go on a lot of walks as well. It's almost like another type of meditation for me, going on walks and just listening to music. And so, you know, sometimes I just, they just come to me. It's like a visualization thing. And so, and that's normally what's happening around the girl, whatever it is. Is she in a kind of like a warrior stance? And if so, like what's around her? And, you know, sometimes I see mushrooms and I'm like, that would be cool or whatever. So it really just depends on the drawing and the day, but that's kind of how they start to come to life. That is so beautiful. And you also are super lucky that when you walk around, not only in nature because you are in Colorado, but also the area you are, the arts district, you're surrounded by mm. creativity. Mm -hmm. That creative energy is everywhere. And the creativity is all it over is. the place. So many different dynamics of creativity, but you are surrounded in the center of it. So you are infusing your soul with this energy and that it just fuels your creativity yes. even more which is such a beautiful thing because environment yes. is everything it's huge well, it's one like of really it's huge, huge. Yeah. i've i've yeah. noticed yeah. yeah but yeah it's really great to be in this space with all these people there's so many creative people around me so yeah, yeah it when you're in the rut you're always like how am I in a rut oh <laughs> there's my so gosh. much cool stuff around me but it definitely helps well the thing is ruts I think are such a beautiful part of the creative process like rest days with working out you almost kind of need it yeah for some reason I think our mind our creativity just needs a little bit of that silent space mm -hmm. rewinding back to one thing you said you don't think that or you need some sort of um what, what was reference it? image you said reference yes mm -hmm. so for some reason, when you said that, I had one of those thought whispers that yeah. was like, oh, if she only knew. I genuinely think if you were to just challenge yourself when you have a little bit more time, maybe 30 minutes next week or something, to just, you know, create without any reference image, I know it would be way more profound and just actually easy and effortless than, than you give yourself credit for. Yes, definitely. So <laughs> no, and I have before and that's still one of my actually the one I just posted no reference what? image for that and that was awesome because I was like okay <laughs> but it's I think it's you know I try to be as real and transparent as possible and you know I went to school where I took illustration classes and it's I took figure drawing classes and I think it's fair and I want other, especially like younger artists to know that, you know, if you're not making this stuff out of your mind right away, like that's okay. Like look at something and then adjust it. Like nothing I ever make is, is fully what my reference looks like. It's more so, so I can look at something and see the body shape and draw from there. And that's how I've gotten to the point now where I can likely start to make stuff like I did you know, in my most recent That's post. Beautiful. Where I'm like, okay, like let's take the training wheels off the bike. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> so beyond even, even when but... you use reference, you're so beyond the training wheels. Yeah, but, but yeah. yeah, and it's 
but it's exciting to start to step into that space and it's scary because you're like, okay, I don't, and it takes longer. It definitely takes longer, but it's funny that you just said that because I really have yeah. been afraid to do it <laughs> and, but it's time, it's time. And again, now that I'm meditating more too, I'm able to see these images a little bit clearer than before. So I think that's helping as well, where I can see these women a lot clearer in my mind. And so that's my reference image <laughs> instead of the internet. But I do think it's important to take those, take those baby steps, learning how to figure draw, taking a class online if you can't take one in school and just starting there and then using these reference images and then getting to this kind of point where you don't need them anymore so because that's where the meditation and drawing is for me and it's funny because i when it comes to plants and stuff like that i don't need a reference image like those are so <laughs> meditative and so fun to draw yeah but yeah people can be kind of tough so yeah. um it's been cool though to watch the the journey of kind of even just before when I wasn't even drawing women. I was just drawing like plants. So it's yeah. an evolution. Exactly. Did you used to use reference images for the plants? I think so, yeah. I'm sure it's some yes. I would say yes. Um and yeah. you know See, your raw vulnerability and honesty for this entire process and just what you're going through and being able to hear this mm -hmm. and hear your evolution for people to know where you're at as mm -hmm. well. I mean, do you know how not only motivational but also just relatable yeah. that is for those that feel like they don't feel like their creative self because they have to have yeah, this reference exactly image. yeah but I think it's honest and you know even in I mean I went to school for this I know plenty of other people yeah. who went to school for this yes we're learning how to figure draw or, you know look at an object and draw it on our you know sheet of paper with an HB pencil but also at the same time they're we're all using some type of reference. No one's just drawing from scratch as a freshman in college. Or maybe you are. There are those people who are just so incredibly like gifted and talented, but I like to be honest because I think it's something that's, you know, can scare people away. It's debilitating to not think you can. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. There's so much fear around doing it that then no one does it and you know I've had that experience with music before where I'm like oh well I'm not good at it or oh I don't know how to improvise or oh I'm not a jazz pianist so I can't do it and it's like whatever just <laughs> you know if I want to look at sheet music from high school so I can play the piano that's what I'm doing you know just do it how you need to do it with a little disclaimer of you know <laughs> don't copy people's art or you know copy someone's stuff or mm -hmm. whatever and post it but like if you're try if you're practicing like do what you need to do to practice and yeah try to be open about that because I I learned that in school and it's it's something that's helped my my journey and yeah dear yummies thank you so much so so much for lending your ear and taking time valuable time for your soul to listen to this episode today i am honored to provide this for you and i hope something in this spoke to you and shifted you in some way 
I would love to personally connect with your soul on, well, of course, IRL, but also on the Instagrams or the Facebooks. My Instagram, which I am finally active on, is at Raquel Mantra. That is spelled R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E Mantra. I'll put that in the show notes. And make sure to not only see and respond to all the comments, but also send love back to you because why not? And then for you to also connect with me and this powerful tribe of like-minded individuals, high-vibing individuals to, to raise your vibrations, feel free to join us in the Your Own Magic secret Facebook group. That will also be left in the show notes. And feel free to browse yourownmagic.life. I have some free guided meditations on there and more information about upcoming retreats and events. And of course, my offering, my service is the Soul Tribe exclusive site, which is $44.44 USD. This is for life for you to receive many meditations. And the most recent one was to help you reprogram your subconscious mind to see your highest potential in a hypnotic state for example like reprogramming your subconscious mind to see your highest potential while you're in a hypnotic state along with others like activating your third eye or short simple ones to ease you into your morning or alleviate anxiety and a lot of deep imaginings which i love to do personally is to just visualize and expand my imagination so i can be more creative in my day in addition to that other soul expanding journalings to ask yourself every morning and magic challenges and other spiritual rituals yada yada (laughs) anyway i love you all so much thank you so much for listening and have a magical day